Did you ever worry about Danny DeVito? Like, sometimes I think about Danny DeVito and I just get worried. <laughs> like, how like, all celebrity deaths, like, two years ago? I was like, how is this man not dead? Like, it's it, like it's in it's like the season of celebrity deaths. He's just going strong, eating thumbtacks and, like, sniffing glue. He just gets smaller and more dense <laughs> as time goes on. I bet he you weighs, know? like, a thousand pounds. Like, right, by the time he's he dies... He's in on himself like a tree. He, yeah, he's gonna be, like, a neutron star at some point. Right. Tuesday podcast episode 244. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is Tyler Dryblatt. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We've got uh, lawsuits and uh, what else do we have here? Definitions today. Suits and definitions. And also, Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, what's up? Not a whole lot. Now, you said in the pre-pro, well, I probably shouldn't even get into that. Just tell me what beer you have. I'm here today with Strumpet, the Imperial Cherry Stout by Dead Bird Brewing Company, based out of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, it's a limited release, so thank God I got my hands on this guy. Um, Ooh, it's, not, it's not that limited. Hey, how many, just how many bottle. bottles? Six, I think. I think six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was made with 200 pounds of Tartdor County cherries, so however many beers that gets you, I assume. Okay. Um, well, it yeah, could just be one. Just it could be super concentrated. I, I, I can tell you right now, it's not just one. Okay. Uh, but it's an Imperial Cherry Stout, 10%. We will see where this gets us. A Cherry Stout. Okay. All right. So I've talked about this beer before, I think, because it's been the highlight of Hometown Brewdown. But then I had it last night, and I was like, I thought I liked this beer. What happened? So I don't Uh-oh. know what's going on. Uh, Zach, do you like it? Well, let me uh, give this guy a little quick taste. So it's super dark. Obviously, it's a stout. It's an imperial stout. A little bit of sort of a tan foam atop. It doesn't really smell like cherries at all. But I don't know what I think about that. Okay. I will see how the bottom of this, uh, this glass tastes. Um, before I make a judgment. But I will say for 10%, that's not, like, super boozy. But it is interesting. Did you get any cherries out of it? I don't think so. It tastes a little sour. Like, not like not the way a sour tastes sour, but, like, there's, like, something there that's kind of weird that I can only assume is the cherries, but I really wouldn't be able to, to identify it if you didn't tell me this was a cherry stout, I don't think. Well, you have well, 22 ounces cherry. of beer to, to search through. There could be a, yeah, a cherry down here at the bottom, like, right. a, like a green maraschino cherry or something. Yeah, you shook that before you opened it, right? Oh, yeah, I shook it really hard. Yeah, good. What if there was just a little pit in there? Just one cherry. Well, I'll choke on it and die, probably. Right. So you'll hear that if there is one. Sclusi. <laughs> Let's see. I will go next. I have Miss Pillion River Brewing's Pineapple Express, which bills itself as a milkshake-style IPA. Huh. So, so uh, is that a style now? I, right? Like, I've never heard of milkshake style. I had one on the show before that was just milkshake IPA. And okay, I have had I have had other beers. We actually had one last night as part of the content that was a milkshake IPA. But I, I guess it doesn't seem like enough of a thing to call itself a style yet. 
All right. Well, you have heard of two more of these than I have, I guess. But it's uh, 7.5%, and it poured not a whole lot ahead. Kind of hazy, like a golden yellow. Smells very pineapple-y. Hmm. Well, I can taste pineapple, and... I don't know, there's something weird in there, though, that I can't quite figure out what it is. Maybe it's, like, lactic sugar or something like that? I don't know. It tastes funky, though. There's something funky in here. So, I'm not sure how I feel about it quite yet. Well, if, I think... if it's called Pineapple Express, that makes it sound to me like it's supposed to taste a little bit like weed. So, that could be with a funky thing. No, it doesn't taste like, like weed. Trust me, Sam, I know what weed tastes like. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess it's okay. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm kind of in the same boat as Zach here. I, I can't make a decision right yet. But it's definitely a weird one. Sam, what are you drinking? I have Oddside Ale's Falcon Punch, a Super Smash IPA. Is that legal? Oh. Are they legally allowed to do that? It seems like probably they shouldn't be legally allowed to do that, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, just they bought the rights to Nintendo. And Nintendo was like... A bold move. They're like, you know, this ship's sinking. We might as well sell it to this brewery. I guess I don't know how, how, like, where you draw the line on that stuff. Like, do you have to trademark every single catchphrase? Or is it just like, come on, you know what we meant. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like you can get away with Super Smash because you're not saying Super Smash Brothers. Right. Right? So you have some leeway there. I don't know about Falcon Punch. That does seem a little specific. Yeah. Call it, it, like, Seagull Slap. It would or, be one or thing. Donkey Punch. <laughs> It'd be one thing if there were a picture of a falcon getting punched, because then you'd be like, no, see, we're talking, and isn't it funny, someone's punching a falcon? Or a falcon making punch. Ooh. Yeah, perfect. But it is, it looks a lot like a falcon punch in the video game. Oh, does it? It's got a, a man making a fist, and there's, like, some fire and the, the silhouette of a of a bird of prey. Oh, yeah, man, it sure, it sure does look like that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, but also, in addition to the can, there was beer inside, and and that beer tastes fine. I've had a couple odd sides on here before and been confused by them, but they've been interesting, and I've praised them for being interesting and achieving mm -hmm. their weird things they do. And there's nothing wrong with it just being like, hey, let's make an IPA, and people like IPAs. But I, I was like looking for something a little more robust out of this, and so far I'm like, well, yeah, it's an IPA. It's got some hop dankness, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I have a little bit of a sore throat right now, so it's very refreshing. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. Okay, so two weird beers and kind of like a normal beer. For adults. For a, a beer for adults, as opposed to all those children's beers you hear about. That's right? the market. That's the untapped market. Untapped, ha 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 ha. Sorry, untapped. This is the worst use of your sponsorship this show. <laughs> hey, why don't we go to Article Town? Okay. How about that? Sure. Speaking of kids... So, I think the first one I'm going to do is GrubStreet.com. Oh, are you kidding me, Tyler? <laughs> he, he set you up so good. I, I didn't hear. What did he say? Well, we were just talking about kids, and I said, speaking of kids. Oh, that's... Okay, fine. I guess if you want to blow the best article right out of the gate. Absolutely, I do. This is all I want to talk okay. about. We can talk about this for like three hours. Fine. Well, screw you, GrubStreet. We're going to RiverfrontTimes.com with the article, Billy Bush, Anheuser-Busch Air charged with assaulting sixth grader at basketball practice now i know what you're all thinking is this the same billy bush who didn't do anything while trump said he could grab people by the pussy 
And the answer is no. There's actually a worse person named Billy Bush out there. This motherfucker is the the heir to AB the AB fortune, right? And uh, he's 58, and apparently he was at his son's basketball game when he uh, saw his son getting into a scuffle with another middle schooler. And so he rushed over, grabbed this child, and slammed him into a wall where he began, like, ramming his head into the wall repeatedly. Oh, my God. That the kid's nose started to bleed. I like to go into these blind, partially because I I like to get my reactions taped because the listener hasn't read these, and also um, because I'm lazy. But I just assumed, because I'd seen the headline, that it was like... He, that he shoved he, him or something. Like, like yeah, that. like he, he shoved him or he slapped him or something to break the fight up, and this was getting a little blown out of proportion. But oh my god, it sounds like he's trying to kill this kid. Yeah. You fucker, Bush allegedly said. What do you fucking think you're fucking doing to my fucking kid? Which is great. And then, yeah, he slammed this kid against the wall a bunch of times until his nose started bleeding, and then a bunch of people pulled him off. I have, uh, I have no problem with him unleashing an assault rifle of expletives at this kid i think that's fine use your words don't beat up a kid but yeah fuck this is wild what i think is actually really great is just kind of a throwaway line at the very bottom of this article so this article also includes a response from billy bush's lawyer and then a counter response from this kid's parents uh was uh was his response uh the shaggy defense it was to me that'd be wild Basically, his response was like, or (laughs) the attorney's response was like, uh, oh, you know, Billy Bush was just helping his kid out. But the family's counter response mentions the fact that Billy Bush, quote, has a history of erratic behavior, such as biting a man's ear off. Boy, what? And there is no more context given. No, there's a lot of context given, and it's fucking fantastic. Bush bit off another man's earlobe in 1981 during a bar brawl that reportedly began when he was accused of cheating in an arm wrestling match. Oh my god. Wow, over-the-top reaction, let me tell you. (laughs) I get it. Thank you, thank you. So, that's, this is all pretty crazy, and now, Zach, I know that you feel like we pick on the AB company pretty relentlessly. But uh, do you have any defense for them in this case? Look, I think we should be punching kids all day. I would love <laughs> okay. to see Keystone like have a commercial where that guy just comes out and just socks a kid in the fucking temple. Because at the end of the day, like this kid needs to know where he stands. And uh, the kid took a swing at Billy Bush uh, when Billy Bush was coming at him. And like that means it's a fight. Like Once that kid takes a swing at that adult, like it's a fight. And you gotta let him know who the big dog is. And just because that kid has a weak skull and it made him start <laughs> bleeding, like, that's not Billy Bush's fault. Um, and he's lucky to make it out of there with both earlobes intact. Because uh, if there's one thing Billy Bush knows how to do, it's how to win arm wrestling matches and how to beat the shit out of kids. Um, and so I think. Uh, apparently, minimum wage fast food workers, because he was found not guilty of assault a year after he bit that dude's earlobe off when he allegedly reached through a drive through window to punch a worker in the throat. It's got a long reach. Those windows aren't very close to your cars. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I hate to victim blame, but couldn't you just take a step back there, employee? <laughs> hey, come I here. Like what? That, uh, He's like the this, fucking Kimbo Slice says, of beer heirs. <laughs> the Kimbo Slice of beer heirs? You want to see him go fight like, uh, like Sam Caglione or something like that? I want to see him fight a gorilla. I would love to see him fight someone his own size and get the shit kicked out of him. Even smaller. I want to see him fight an even younger child working at a McDonald's in an arm wrestling match. I just... Okay, so the reason he was found not guilty of assault is because a judge found 
that uh, prosecutors hadn't proven the worker was injured. So, like, they're like, yeah, Billy Bush punched this guy in the throat, but, but it didn't really hurt him. But not, he didn't hit him that hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's money for you. Pretty goddamn crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So is he, is there any chance that he serves any jail time? I have to say no. Probably going to sell right? out of court. Like, how assume. many lawyers do you think that Anheuser money can buy? I know, I guess, you're probably right with, the, with an out-of-court thing. Do you think there's even a small amount to which the father of the kid who got beat up saw dollar signs? 100%. Cause he's gotta know the, like who Billy Bush is and know, know the implication here. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm thinking like, how much is your kid really worth? Like, if fucking Bill Gates came out of here and like punched my kid in the head, like what, what, are you, what figure are you looking at for, for recompense for this emotional trauma and physical trauma, I guess? Well, I think it depends if, if there's witnesses or not, which in this case, there were a shitload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was on camera, so I guess, uh, well, Shaggy does say it wasn't him, even though they caught him on camera. That's true. So never mind. Oh my god, can someone please leak this? I want to watch it so bad. I would yeah. love to watch that video. I want to see this kid uh, punch Billy Bush. Like, was it, a, was it a solid shot? Probably not, he's 12. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, I've known some big 12-year-olds. What do you think happened to that kid? Like, alternate reality? That kid drops Billy Bush one punch. Like, what do you think this news story is? Oh, he gets his dick suit off, and everyone's like, are you serious? I mean, hey, Billy Bush doesn't lose. Just ask that guy uh, at the arm wrestling tournament. Yeah, try having an earlobe-having tournament. <laughs> Good luck, bud. Yeah, try serving Billy Bush, you know, chicken nuggets. Good luck with that. God, I, it's nice to know that he still eats fast food, I guess. Like, he's just like us. He beats up kids, eats fast food, <laughs> fucking has arm wrestling competitions. What a cool guy. God, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've arm wrestled since I was like 14. Yeah, no, Do people not. still do that? Do, 14, do 14 year olds do that? Is it like we grew out of it, or is it just everyone realized it was dumb and stopped? I was just using that as an excuse to hold hands with people. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's like, I, I just need human contact. I need it so bad. Mm, this feels good. Uh, I'm looking at when Over the Top came out. I want to see if the reason there was this arm wrestling thing in a bar was literally because of this movie. I could see it being right around 81, honestly. Oh, no. It was 87 that came oh. out. That's crazy. It's <laughs> That's so much more modern than I would have expected. <laughs> that's really crazy. Because it's got a really 70s feel to it. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, he did Rocky in, what, like, 79? I don't know. Or was it earlier than that? was, like, 75? I don't pay that much attention to what Sylvester Stallone does. He, he won an Oscar for that. Hey, man, come on. Rocky, Rocky was 76. Yeah, didn't he win, like, Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars? He didn't win the fight, I'll tell you that. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Don't worry, he then proceeded to never lose again except that one time in Rocky Three. Didn't he I'm lose? He lost in Rocky Balboa. I don't count that. What, because it was a split decision? Well, one, yeah, because obviously he should have won. And two, any, like, that wasn't a real Rocky movie. Anything after Rocky Four didn't happen. As far as I'm concerned. I will accept Creed as, like, a spinoff, though. I thought that was nice. I haven't seen Creed. I should watch that. I just saw Black Panther today, finally. How's that? And I was like, man, now I just want to see everything Michael B. Jordan is in. Cat, what a good-looking dude. Hey, yeah. watch The Wire, son. I didn't know he was in The Wire. He's Wallace. Well, I haven't seen The Wire, so I don't know who Wallace is. Where's I assume Wallace, a character. Right? Where's Wallace? Of Gromit fame? No, no seriously, weird. though, watch The Wire. It's uh, the best show on television. That no. was on television, I should say. No, I know I should. I've been meaning to for a decade and haven't gotten around right. to it. Who has the time? That's fair. But, uh, I am caught yeah. up on The Flash, but somehow I haven't seen The Wire. 
I'm a bad person. <laughs> so how's the Flash oh, yeah. going? Everything going good the for Wally West? The TV show is bad. Nice. Also, Wally West isn't on it anymore. Who, who's the Flash now? Well, it's Barry Allen. Uh, okay. And then Wally West was there briefly and then went to a different TV show. Cool. I they, guess. They do a bunch of weird crossover stuff, and the characters just move from TV show to TV show. It's a very peculiar situation. And they trick you into watching all of the TV shows, which I do, and I'm not happy about it. Do you think the actors even know what show they're on when they're filming? I mean, I'm I'm sure that they do, but it's probably all on the same lot, and they probably have the same like staff of writers and all that. It's probably not that different. But enough about bad CW television. Speaking of which, Three Stacks is probably watching Riverwood. River, Riverdale? Riverdale right now. Uh, yeah, fuck Becca, you, Becca just finished watching that <laughs> like a month ago. Shattered by people in that show. Becca just watched that show, finished watching that show, and it seems just like a worse version of Twin Peaks. Well, the, the impression I've gotten is that it has no redeeming qualities. So in that, in that, I guess maybe that's what a worse version of something is means having no redeeming qualities. I guess there are a lot of hot people on that show, but also the hot people are portraying fifteen and sixteen year olds, and that's like. I know that the actor is my age, but the fact that they're portraying a high schooler makes me feel gross. Eh, that's the dream, baby. Oh, <laughs> I want a girl that's 18 to tries that. to pass 17th grade. 17th grade? 11th grade. It's a common misconception. Here in the math community, we've decided to switch them. <laughs> well, that's good because then it means uh, Over the Top came out in 1981. Perfect. <laughs> Um, uh, bleh, bleh. Cool, Sam, yeah, keep that momentum rolling, <laughs> my man. <laughs> you said you had three discrete units of content this week. Yeah. But I feel like maybe you should save some of those units. So, should I just drop one of the units on you now? Give me give me one, and let's see how we feel about give the rest that of the show. Unit. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Whip out your big unit, is what I'm saying. Well, my last name is Ginsburg, so I call it the G unit. Oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. So... On Monday, we had a classic homeowner uh-oh situation. Uh-oh. I was asleep and was woken up by three sex telling me that uh, our basement had flooded. And her, the way she tells the story is a little different than the way I tell the story. I would tell you, I was completely asleep. And then she was just like, Sam, get up, the basement's flooded. And I was like, oh, fuck. But the way she tells it, she said, hey, Sam, can you wake up? And then I said, sure, what's up? And then she said the basement's flooded. And then, according to her, I rolled over and went back to sleep and said, that sounds like a problem problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had to wake me up again. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds about the right way to handle that. And then we're just like 45 minutes in the basement with some sham wows and then had to set up a bunch of fans. Wait, so did you discover the source of the leak, though? We, th we have a, a, a prime suspect. We have a water softener that drains into a sink, and we think that the sink was clogged with hair and overflowed. Oh man, you should probably stop shaving your pubes into the sink, Sam. I think it was cat hair. And it's mostly, I think it was cat hair because I like to blame things on the cat. Because <laughs> it could just as easily be dog hair, but yeah. I think it was probably cat hair. Sure. How many shamwows do you have that you could sop up that whole oh, mess? I just one, just need one. Um, <laughs> he just threw it down there. Technically, we have zero. I think we have off-brand ShamWows. Um, Sham they might be called ShamWoozies or something like that. It's called DamnWow. That's, that's a good name. It's called I'm on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you throw ShamWow down. Like, I, 
I hate to advertise ShamWow because I think it's a stupid product, but it was very effective. Like you throw it down uh, in a puddle and then you pick it up and you wring it out and it's like, that's like a pint of water. How did it do that? And then you just do that a thousand times and then go back to sleep and you're very upset. If you kill, if you like stabbed a guy and put a ShamWow inside of them, would it just soak up all their blood? <laughs> like would it, would that work? So, when you say, would that work, what is your end game? <laughs> to have no blood be on the floor, but all of it out of the person. You, you, so Zach's gonna wrap a sword with ShamWow. Well, like, you gotta keep the end sharp, obviously. You gotta keep right. some sword out there so you can get it in. But you stab, stab him, there. and you go Soak up. All the blood. You gotta go, like, down and up uh, to get a vertical in there. And, like, I just imagine they just mummify it. Like, the guy at the, at the end of uh, Last Crusade... And he drinks from the cup, and he goes, and he, like, ages, like, a thousand years and falls apart. And so is your thought, this will be a better way to kill someone, or this will be a better way to cover my crimes? Would this be an even feasible thing well, to do? Well, first of all, no. <laughs> Second <laughs> okay, of all, well, why do you want to do it so bad? Also, wanna... wh why are you so hard? Please get that away from me. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the thought of taking a life. Um, if you uh, a ShamWow to wipe away your tears. Would it just suck all the water out of your body? It would take your eye right out. <laughs> I may have over-advertised this product. This thing is the best. Like, everyone should be out here, like, just eating ShamWows and drinking water to see what happens. Yeah, I had, to, I had to make weight for the big fight, so I ate a ShamWow and pooped it out. I had 20 pounds of water in it. Yeah, he was walking <laughs> sideways for a week and it came out so big. Oh, no. Cool. Okay, so uh, you you clean that up. You got the fans going, and the basement seems to be in order. It smells a little funny, but it always smelled a little funny. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, well that's good. Sweet content, bro. Thanks. I, I have I have one more shitty one. If you want the shitty one. Yeah. Let's let's, let's break them up, maybe. Okay. Well, that it, okay. it'll look even shittier when it's a standalone thing. But okay. Oh, all right. Fine. Throw it at me. No. You, no. 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 It's fine. All right. Okay, great. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. We are going to go to Paste Magazine. Brewers Association has officially categorized Juicy or Hazy IPA. You must be what? very offended by this. I must be offended by yeah. it? Yeah. Because it's not a, uh, a Vermont-style IPA? Well, I heard Vermont-style and I heard New England-style. Right. No, I don't care. I don't, I don't fucking give a shit. But uh, I do think this article is, is appropriate on a day where I have, like, a weird style IPA. While it doesn't classify milkshake style, it does bring some standards to what's been kind of an up-and-coming... I mean, maybe it's it's more than up-and-coming. It's, like, established now. Newly right? established, I would say. A newly established uh, trend in beers, which is the hazy IPA. So the Brewers Association has gone ahead and kind of put into words what exactly you have to do to meet that category. And I think it's an interesting uh, little read-over. Uh, some, some pull-outs are like, the color is straw to deep gold. Perceived malt aroma and flavor, low to medium malt aroma and flavor may be present. Perceived bitterness, medium-low to medium. So just uh, just kind of an interesting way to codify what exactly this style is. I always think about it as having to do with the clarity, which you skipped. Well, yeah, I thought that was uh, probably a little too obvious. Is it? Because it can be low to very high degree of cloudiness, which to me sounds like every degree of cloudiness you can fundamentally I, have. I think, I think no cloudiness. Like this, my IPA, I would say, has no cloudiness and would not be considered a hazy IPA. I don't know. Is that low 
I think, I think, I don't know, I don't know, load of very I think, it, on, I guess. It, it, like, if it's a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 0, so... So a 1, but a, but a 1 to a 10 right. is all it takes. I don't know. I don't like that. Get specific, yeah. I don't bother. Bitch. <laughs> okay, well, Zach's not impressed. Mm-mm. But since you called me out, Sam, I guess I will uh, say for the record that the clarity, yeah, it says low to very high degree of cloudiness is typical. Starch, yeast, hop protein, and or other compounds contribute to a wide range of hazy appearances. What, does what kind of protein, protein goes into beer? We're talking about dropping ham in the mash? What is this? Yeah, it's, it's ham. Didn't we, didn't we, like, years ago cover a collagen-infused beer? Gross. Uh, yeah, we definitely did that. It's like drinking someone's face. <laughs> and we've we've also done a couple of articles about exercise recovery beers that are uh, pro- proteinized. Well, cho- <laughs> chocolate milk with a little bit of vodka. I call that a cheap guy. Uh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it's pithy. Get it. A cheap guy fuck. A cheap guy white Russian. God damn it. I couldn't remember what the actual drink was called. I hate myself. Would it be like a cheap guy uh, black Russian? Well, no, because uh, that's just how poor I am. Huh. It's like sooty. It's like chimney soot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you believe you used to make kids do that kind of shit? Like... They're like, you gotta get up there, clean that chimney. It's super bad for you. They're like, well, it's a living. It was just like the fucking Flintstones. They're out there just with a broom handle knocking soot off into their young eyes and lungs. There was a disease called chimney sweeps testicle. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Is it from being suspended in the air all that time? Like it makes your balls hang weird or like, is it the soot? Don't ask me, man. I've never been a chimney sweep. Well, you seem to know the most about these (laughs) children's balls. The fact that it exists. That's more than we know. Do, do coal miners get this now? Like, can a coal miner get chimney sweeps balls? Well, hold on. You're acting like there's no such thing as a modern chimney sweep. That is a thing. We were recommended to have our chimney professionally swept when we first bought the house, and we haven't had a fire in the chimney because we never got around to doing that, and apparently it's dangerous. Oh, it's super dangerous. The inside of your chimney yeah. can catch on fire. Yeah, so we need to do that. But also, Should. ah, fuck it. Do, well, we not, do we not have, like, a Roomba that can do that? Like, some kind of, like, tall Roomba? <laughs> Can you uh, schedule this chimney sweep for the next time we're recording Bruce Two, so we can ask him about his testicles? What are your balls like? Hello, governor. Tell us about your balls. And it's just like, please stop. And then it's a woman, and she's like, excuse me? They're fucking going gone. <laughs> oh my god, chimney sweep's testicles even worse than I imagined. <laughs> These balls look like a vagina, and she just is like, please stop looking at me. <laughs> it's like crouching and looking at khaki slacks. Like, what the fuck? I don't know why you wear khaki to clean up. Chimney. It seems like the worst material. You'd you have wear. to. You have to change pants between every appointment. Yeah. You're gonna get all chimney. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, pure spun cotton fibers. Just get a sham on there. Who knows? It's <laughs> not how it works. I suck all the moisture out of the mortar. Collapse that thing in on you. <laughs> I'm almost sure you know that's not how it works. <laughs> if you if you soaked a sham wow like to capacity, yeah. right? Like it couldn't hold any more water, uh-huh. and then you threw it at somebody. Do you think the water would come out like a tidal wave? I think it'd go straight through them. I think the the weight of it, it'd be like a cannonball. It would just go straight through them. I think it would be very similar to being hit with a water balloon. Right. Which is a less funny answer, but actually what I think, given my experience with knockoff ShamWows. I just, I find it crazy to think you could even fill it to capacity, you know? Like, what are you going to do? Be pouring water on this thing for six hours? Like, fill up the bathtub and then, like, empty it out? It's like, good luck heaving that thing. It probably weighs 78 pounds. Man, I hope they don't ship these things, like, on barges, you know? If that ship sinks, the ocean is going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just, just a pile of salt. <laughs> right. Oh my god, it's like a bunch of fish sticking out of it. God damn. These things are amazing. Are ShamWow jokes hack? No, I don't think anyone's doing ShamWow based comedy right now. It seems weird that that this well has gone untapped for so long. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really quick when this well goes dry if we keep talking about these ShamWows. We call ourselves the ShamWows of comedy. We dry the wells. We make them nice and dry. Hashtag bush. Is it because we suck? Is that why? (laughs) We suck and you get dry. Sham wild, baby. Speaking of sucking, how's your life been? Uh, Yikes. Mine? It's been okay. Did I tell you guys about the... If you fucking fucking talk about this intro, I'm going to break your neck. No, no, no. Did I tell you guys about the intelligence analyst who came to the fort? No. No, I don't know what that is. That intelligence analyst sounds like... This guy's dumb. This guy's smart. (laughs) What's that? Yeah. I think it's it sounds like a name you give someone when they're doing something really shady and you want people's eyes to glaze over when they describe their job. Like, is this is this guy just an assassin and intelligence <laughs> analyst is the name they gave him because it's, like, so boring? Man, if these people were assassins, they are great at disguising themselves as just, like, schlubby nerds. So what do they do? Uh, I hope you're not listening to me, intelligence analysts out there. So I work, obviously, at this park, and we have a bunch of, like, World War II-era uh, bunkers on site. Like, that's the cool thing about the park. And so... Is this park these... in France? It's in Delaware. Do we have bunkers? Yeah. Just in case? Yeah, uh, I work at an old fort, and it was built to, like, defend the Delaware Bay from, uh, from like, U-boats and german battleships and shit because because everyone knew if the if the germans come to america delaware's going first it's the it's the it's the capital of our culture it's the capital of our finance (laughs) the emotional core of america right it's it's like it's like the the capstone right you take that out and the whole arch falls exactly i was in dover actually uh i guess it was i don't know if it was a year ago now and i was riding through dover and they had like a really nice like cute looking colonial part of like dover and I was talking to folks, and they were like, oh, don't go there. That's, like, the worst neighborhood. It's, like, super shady, and you'll be killed. I was like, what? That part? It was it, so cute. It's full of Tories. That's the problem. <laughs> goddamn Tories, like, like Johnny Tremaine's brother. Deep cut. Real deep cut. <laughs> I can suck uh, dick at silversmithing. Didn't he melt his hand? <laughs> yeah, he did. We yeah, got extra credit in we- junior high for taping our thumbs and our fucking pointer fingers together like Johnny Tremaine all day. <laughs> I didn't do it because I was like, this book sucks ass and I hate Johnny Tremaine and I won't do it even for extra credit. Oh dear. Fuck you, uh, Johnny Tremaine. Yeah, Sorry, Edward Forty Hands, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So we have all these underground bunkers, right? So these guys, these intelligence analysts, they work for the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Cool. So their whole deal is like they provide like maps to the army and like the CIA and shiz like that. And so they came to the fort because I guess part of their job is like when they're doing the map stuff is they have to identify different structures that could be in the area. And so like they were using our buried bunkers as references for what buried bunkers they might see on maps might look like, you know, because like North Korea has a shit ton of those bad boys and all that nonsense. Man, I don't understand this job at all. Am I just dumb about cartography? Maybe. Oh, okay. I get that all the time, actually. People are always telling me how dumb I am about cartography. What is this, some kind of shitty painting of the world? It's a map, Sam. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) 
so yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting, but like I said, they were all just like a bunch of schlubby nerds because like what they do is sit on computers all day and like analyze satellite photography, hey, which I mean is like important in a national security context, and it's probably good somebody's doing it, but. It's not like they were, like, the CIA or anything But like fuck that. these nerds is what you want to say. Were they nice to you? Bit. A little tiny bit. So they, they came to the fort, and I basically just, like, drove them around all day in, uh, in, like, a short bus. And I took them into all these underground bunkers, and they were like, oh, okay, that's what that looks like. Pretty cool. And then they left. Can I make a confession about short buses? Sure. For a really long time, like, way longer than makes sense... I didn't realize short was referring to the length, and I thought it was referring to the height, and it was a regular length bus that was, like, lowered. And I was like, why would you make that? That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, that bus takes the pupils from Kazad Doom to the school system. What? It's a deep cut. I didn't get it. It's too deep. Far too deep for a cartography idiot like me. It is terribly deep. Deep underground. Or is, like a, is this a Lord of the Rings thing? I don't really... It sure is, friend. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, like, at some point, I have to read Tolkien just so I can understand your references to call you a nerd. It's impossible. Just read the wikis. Like, literally, Tolkien, it's like he makes his books hard to read on purpose. He's like, I don't even want you to read this. And you're like, it's oh my god, can I get the fuck out of the Shire? It's been like a hundred pages. And you're yeah, like, I, no, it's Bilbo's birthday like... still. <laughs> He spends a third of, a, of the Fellowship of the Ring just sh- chilling in Rivendell, just talking. And like other, in the first third, pages. they're in the Shire. It is unbelievable how much I wanted to read Fellowship of the Rings and how impossible Tolkien made it for me to do that. I've never had an author other than, oh God, uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne make a book like more purposefully boring. Who, who did that? Scarlet Letter. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and yet I still read The Hobbit, the three Lord of the Rings uh, books and the Silmarillion. My favorite Wikipedia is Sauron's Wikipedia page because it's like 19,000 pages long. <laughs> it is the longest and most detailed Wikipedia page I've ever seen. And it is fucking awesome. Sauron was the coolest person ever. He was like a werewolf for a bit. And he was like a spooky, like Dracula man. He was a bad guy, right? He was yeah. like a, the henchman to the real bad guy. Uh. But then that bad yeah, guy the got real like, bad guy's name is Morgoth, and Morgoth basically got defeated, and then Sauron was just left uh, on Middle Earth alone, and so then he started oh, to become God, a bad it feels guy. like I'm reading Tolkien. This sucks. Ah, oh, I love Sauron. Sauron's cool. Yeah, what can I say, man? This Hashtag has been uh, the Middle Earth Middle Hour. Sauron would have finished the job if he had fought a kid at basketball practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's Make for sure. Middle Earth great again, am I right? <laughs> so was there anything else with these dweebs? They gave me a, a... Do you know what a challenge coin is? No. It sounds like something you would get in an Elder Scrolls game. It's not that. Is um, it a get-out-of-jail-free so, card? I wit. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> I get one terrorism charge cleared, because <laughs> I did work for an intelligence agency. Man, so, man, now you just have to rack your brain. Which, which government building should I blow up first? Man, when we put this online, it's going to get a lot of... <laughs> A lot of pings in that old FBI database. Yeah, the nice thing is, I'm sure that they track everyone's internet activity, but there's no one that, there's no way that there's anyone at a government agency listening to these. And NLP processing isn't advanced enough to run through them all and look for terrorist threats. So. All right, well, if you see 12 views on this, you know. <laughs> right. 
We you know that I've we've uh, what's the word for multiplied by twelve? There's no word for that. Dodecahuppled. Dodecahuppled. I'm pretty sure that is. Was that the family in the clumps? Oh, that was the clumps. That joke didn't even make sense. <laughs> hey, speaking of jokes that don't make sense, can I tell you about a joke I heard that doesn't make sense? Sure. This is part two of my content. I went to a comedy club uh, with three stacks and a couple of her friends. Oh, no, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I, well, I, I like stand-up comedy a lot, but I don't ever watch it. Like, I watch it all the time in high school. Comedy Central presents perpetually. And I got to watch some live stand-up and it it was the first time in a long time I'd seen any live stand-up, and it was a lot of fun. But there were a lot of, like, really good, insightful jokes. A couple of the comics were black, and they had, like, really cool... Clothes? Pers- <laughs> not, not really. Slang. They, 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 had, they had, like, cool perspectives that I would like to get, because I'm kind of in my, like, I'm in Wisconsin, and I'm white type of a bubble, and so it's nice to get outside perspective to help with uh, perspective. But Well said. Yeah, not quite that well said but the so there were all these like kind of smart jokes that i liked but my favorite joke of the night was totally stupid and i was mad that i liked it so much but the the comic just said i don't think there should be ravens and crows (laughs) i feel like it's overkill and then he sat there for like five seconds and he like took out a piece of paper in his pocket and looked at it and he was like oh no that's the whole joke i thought there was more to that (laughs) And I laughed my ass off, and I'm still not sure why. Yeah, that's but awesome. I like that joke a lot. Because it's true. It's like... I agree with thing. this weird perspective. You're the same thing. It's like you're the same bird again, and you're just going to pretend like you're not. Which is fucking crazy. Like, flamingos. That's that pink one that sounds funny. I know what a flamingo is. But if I saw a crow and a raven, I'd be like, I don't know, whatever. Some black bird. Do you remember also, there's black birds. Whoa. I don't see race. I don't even know. The, uh, do you remember that guy on Reddit who got in trouble for getting this huge argument about crows? And he, it turned out, he was, like, well-known as, like, a biologist or whatever, and he would, like, tell people facts about things, and everyone loved this guy. And he got in an argument with some guy in, like, some random post about crows and jet versus jackdaws and whatever. What's a jackdaw? Is that no another fucking, bird? Only this guy knows what the okay. fuck a jackdaw is, but yeah, it's a type of bird. And uh, this guy was like, no. And he was like, I'm a biologist, you have to listen to me. And then it came out that he was making multiple accounts and he was voting his own comments up and downvoting the other guy so that his like responses would be like the, more favorable. The biologist the guy was? Yeah, which is crazy because everyone already liked him and respected him. And then he got <laughs> banned from Reddit. It was fucking awesome. I was like, what a fucking waste of time. Oh my God. Yeah, why don't you go punch some kid in the face like a real man? Yeah, like a real <laughs> fucking man. You should just punch that guy's kid. That would have shown him. <laughs> Like a jackdaw is distinct from a crow somehow, he would have said. I so now that I'm thinking about it, how is that not a well established threat? I'm gonna go punch your kid. <laughs> people aren't man enough to punch somebody else's kid. Yeah. That's really cool. what it comes down to is people aren't good enough to do violence against children. It's the ultimate get your big brother to do something to beat up a kid for you, is get your dad to beat up a kid for you. Cause no like I think like honestly you could probably get away with it once if you were careful about it. Because, like, no one's going to believe that kid that, like, you beat them up. But they're not going to believe it. If there's not video evidence that's not done, like, publicly to basketball practice, like, if that kid's walking home from school and you just fucking clock him in the stomach, like, they're not going to leave a bruise. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, only a man could have fucking socked you in the mouth like this. You just sock yeah, you right can... in the stomach and then you run off. And, like, they're never going to know why or what. And you just do it every time they're mean to your kid and eventually they'll get conditioned to know 
if they're mean to your kid at school, a, a fucking masked man in like a green and with Hulk hands on is going to come <laughs> just punch them right in the stomach. And you do that so you don't get DNA on them, obviously. You've got Hulk hands on. <laughs> beat them with a bag of oranges so you don't leave any bruises. The old Bing Crosby approach to parenting. That guy was a monster. You guys ever seen True Detective? Yeah, the first season. Yeah, the good season. Yeah. And the first okay. episode of the bad season. Yeah. Well, in season two, what's his fucking name? Vince Vaughn. You know, the, no, no, not him. Colin Vin, Vin Diesel. Yeah, uh, D.L. Hughley is who I meant. <laughs> no, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell, uh, some kid is bullying his son. And so Colin Farrell goes to this kid's house and you think he's going to beat the kid up. But then he beats the kid's dad up like real bad in front of the kid. Wow. Does he explain himself at all? Yeah. He's like, hey, I know you took my, my son's shoes, so now I'm going to beat the shit out of your dad. And he does. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Man, should I watch this show again? I just want to see him this guy's dad. The second season honestly isn't that good, but it has some pretty crazy parts. And also, Vince Vaughn actually does a great job. And I'm like... Again, you okay. said Vince Vaughn. I'm almost sure it's not Vince Vaughn. No, Vince Vaughn's in it. Yeah, he is. What? Really? Him and Colin Farrell are like the two guys... Yeah. Well, now Vince it looks Vaughn like is a is a supporting character in that, and he actually does a really really good job. I was like, go back to crashing weddings, you tubby piece of shit. But he does a good job. Speaking of Vince Vaughn not doing a good job, I saw the intern or internship or whatever it was, where him and Owen Wilson get internships at Google, and they oh, have yeah. to compete in like these games with a group of like actual like Google aged children uh, to get jobs at Google, and all they know how to do is like sell. Fucking, like, I forgot what they're doing. Some mopeds or some bullshit. And they're like, we've got sales experience. Like, we can do it. So they're just bullshitters who have no idea how technology works. But this movie came out in, like, 2011. Like, it makes no sense that people their age could be so computer illiterate in 2011. And I saw an article that was, like, The Intern, the greatest movie of 2004. Yeah. And it was, that like... Was, that was The Onion, though, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It, but it was fucking perfect because it was, like, yeah. It's, like, one, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn in a movie together... And it's about being scared of computers and not knowing how to Google something. Like, it was absolutely perfect. It does make me wonder. I know there's, like, all these stories about various scripts that, like, get written and then shopped around to, to various producers and production companies, and then they don't get made for 20 years. I wonder if when it was first written, it was super timely, and then it took forever to get written, and by then, they should have just said no. They should have just said no. They were like, you know what, this is unbelievable. Uh, but if you watch it, like, it came out in 2004, it's actually not bad. But it is just absurd to think that, like, 40-year-old people, like, have no idea how Google works. They're like, what the fuck is this? But I should, I say that, but I also saw DMX give an interview where he doesn't know how to Google himself. Oh, dude, that reminds me of uh, an interview I read with Eminem yeah. uh, about, like, how he finally got off drugs again. And <laughs> at some point in the interview, the interviewer made some offhanded comment about internet porn, and it blew Eminem's mind. He was like, word? Uh, <laughs> pretty Did much. porn on the internet? And, and, like, the interview ends with, yo, seriously, though, you gotta show me how to find porn on the internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's he been doing this whole time? Like, just, I guess, having sex with women. Having sex with women, yeah. It's never even come up to him. It's never occurred to him that there was pornography. Um, he was like, there's just pictures of naked ladies sometimes. Speaking of Eminem, so he had, uh, he, you know, he was like, hey, kids, you like violence? You know that? that you want to see me stick nine-inch nails through my right. eyelids? It's weird that the radio edit, he just, the only change to that lyric is he changes violence to Primus. Well, that's pretty cool. It's like, Primus the band? Yeah. Like, isn't the real issue with that line how he's sticking nails into his eyelids? 
That that's like the radio edit of get low. They'll let them say y'all skeet 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 skeet. They don't say skeet skeet motherfucker. Skeet skeet goddamn. They just say skeet. 20 times. They just say skeet over the rest of it. I legitimately did not know I'd been listening to the radio edit for that song for like until like freshman year of college. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, <laughs> this is the Get Low. I was like, oh my god. This is Get Low? It's disgusting. It was already disgusting. I know. It was just the word skeet more times. I couldn't believe that I'd been listening to the radio edit the whole time. I was like, yeah, the chorus is just the word skeet. <laughs> Yeah, they snuck that one by white people. Good job, guys. Like, we didn't know what that meant until it was way too late. And you can't cut out the entire chorus of a song. My childhood dog's name was Skeeter. Uh, I didn't name him. I was a baby. And my aunt always referred to him as Skeet Skeet. Thinking that was cute. Uh, and also, he had a little bit of a humping problem, which was not great. While she was calling him Skeet Skeet. I miss that fucking dog. He was horny all the time. <laughs> I felt like when I was 12, I, I was like, you and me, we get each other. <laughs> I hear you, Skeeter. My brother-in-law has a friend named Skeeter. I feel like he's never got a shirt on. <laughs> he's just like some white guy who never has a shirt on and like hangs out. I learned later on in life that my brother-in-law smokes weed with Skeeter. But I was like, my sister was like, you think he just knows a guy named Skeeter who doesn't smoke weed? And I was like... Honestly, I have no idea what to think about people named Skeeter. Like, I don't, I don't have any context for that stereotype. Like, I don't, I don't exist in that world. But I'm also annoyed that he never invited me. I think if it's... you're named Skeeter, you either love weed or you're like, that's the goddamn devil's lettuce. Or you're friends you know, with Doug like, Funny. I, if, if I had a friend named Skeeter. I would go buy a dog and call it pork chop because I feel like you have to. Yeah, you have to. You got to lean into it. Also, is that what the whole Blue Lives Matter thing was about with people like was Skeeter? It, was it about Skeeter? Oh my god, that's the best shirt though. If you have a shirt that says Blue Lives Matter, it's got a picture of Skeeter on it. Like, that's a fucking million dollar shirt. <laughs> like, I swear to God, I'd buy eight of those. <laughs> that's all I would wear. Well, the last T-shirt you said you wanted to buy was the Cleveland Caucasians T-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking Cleveland Caucasian, that was awesome. Like, I get what they were trying to go for, but I also would love that to be a team. Because like, nothing's ever been truer about, like, Ohio baseball. Also, a bunch of Dominican guys in the Cleveland Caucasian shirt. I think it would be really funny. I mean, it would be no what would the more mascot or less like? accurate. What would the mascot look like to you? Like, what's a what, what's a Caucasian look like? Is it like a guy in a sweater oh. vest? I'm picturing Doug with hair, um, uh, I think. He has hair. He's, like, six hairs. But, like, more than that. Uh, uh So, what... Springs to mind when I think white man attire is khakis, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I think I think polo could be there. I think sweater vests oh, yeah. would work. And uh, what are those fucking shoes that all dads wear? They're white. New you know, balance. They got a little bit of what? New balance. Yeah, new balance, baby. Yeah, white new balances. Uh, maybe he's got like some binoculars, like he's bird watching. That's a white people thing. Uh, and and he just has like a, a bunch of money sticking out of his back pocket. And a fanny pack. Ooh, good call. Should really put that money in that fanny pack, but he didn't think to. <laughs> Fucking dumbass whitey. <laughs> got him cracker. Oh my god, yeah, what if you're just holding a bunch of crackers? <laughs> Wait, it's super Wait. offensive. He's not Italian, is he? No, he couldn't be. He's white. That's oh, okay. a reference to last week. So I, that, that reminds me of another thing that I saw once on the internet. It was a headline, like I guess they were having a discussion topic. Is saying cracker as offensive as the N-word? And, like, nope. the fact that you printed one of them on your screen and not the other one should really answer your question. Kinda you really need to yeah, shut the fuck up. Debate, doesn't it? No, I mean, obviously. And also, if someone shouted at me, they're like, what's up, Cracker? I would laugh my fucking ass <laughs> off. Like, being called a Cracker is fucking hilarious. Like, you can't 
there's no racial slur for white people that I am aware of that is like racist. truly impactful. Racist. Like, if you call a white person a racist, they freak out. Yeah, I don't know if that's a racial epithet. But yeah, white people don't like being called racist if you're just trying to get at a white person. But like, cracker, like, if you call me a honky, like, Dude, yes. honky? That's yes. like, it's like, welcome back to the 70s. You jive turkey. <laughs> and you're like, yes. Call me a jive turkey. Like, that's great. Cracker. And I think those are the only two, right? Honky, cracker. I think like white bread. It's almost whitey. One. Just whitey. Oh, yeah, whitey. Whitey's good. But yeah, so like, none of that shit is, like, impactful at all. Like, just call white people whatever you want. Yeah, just call me asshole. I don't care. Fucking asshole? That's way more offensive. I'm like, I'm nice, okay? I'm but, not, but... You're like, what's up, cracker? But like, ah, oh, yeah. Nothing. I'm <laughs> just hanging out. I'm just drinking some water. Just drinking some water and hanging out and eating saltines and talking <laughs> to my flat-ass wife, like white God, people do. these saltines are so spicy. Ugh, <laughs> 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 oh, <well. laughs> I said mild. What is this, paprika? Uh, speaking of water and white people, let's go to grubstreet.com. Yeah. Pabst sued for saying some of its beer is fancier than it really is. No way. Are you guys familiar with the uh, Pabst brand Olympia? No. No. Okay, uh, I've had it once or twice, usually in a tall boy, and uh, it basically just tastes like a kind of watery uh, PBR. But apparently one Brandon Peacock tried uh, Olympia. And found that while it claims it's brewed using pure mountain water, the water actually comes from uh, one of America's most polluted industrial areas. An aquifer outside of L.A. that is uh, America's largest Superfund site. Superfund? Superfund. That sounds great. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what is what is that? You said that like it's a thing. Site, it's a place where it's been so heavily polluted that the EPA like designates it a certain area and it gets like a whole bunch of special funding to clean it up because it's just like a toxic pit cool you can actually take beer out of that or water out of that and and process it into human food they've been doing it but um so when i read that i'm like oh damn mr peacock maybe you have a, a case here you know but then you read down a little bit more and apparently this gentleman this is kind of his um this is his thing he goes around filing false advertising suits. He filed a class action lawsuit against 21st Amendment recently, alleging that it was tricking customers into thinking that the brewery made all its beers in San Francisco when some actually get brewed in Minnesota. And so with that in mind, I kind of think this guy's just an asshole. For sure. But I think he might be right this time. Is he going to get a lot of money out of this? Is that why he does? Is this his job or is this a hobby? I don't know. It says 21st Amendment agreed to settle that case, so presumably he got some ducats. Huh. I mean, yeah, if you do this once a year and you get like, I don't know, like 70k after lawyer fees, like that's not bad. I I guess there's so much false advertising. It, it happens constantly. Like 80% of ads have blatant lies in them. Why? Like, how is this not easier to do? Yeah. This is smart, also, actually. He describes himself as a beer and craft consumer, and yet he's claiming he bought Olympia because of, like, the advertisements it makes about its water. Like, clearly he went out and bought it so he could then sue them. Smart, I should have done this. So, like, this guy just seems like a kind of a turd doing turdish things. But so, how much could the settlement really be? Cost of a six-pack? Who knows? Only this man. I'm not a lawyer, Samuel. But I will guess. We should get Mary back on here. She knows some law things. Tell us about the law, Mary. Can you fight it and win? I've heard no. Although you can shoot a sheriff. 
Don't put deputy. the deputy. Nah, you shouldn't do that. He's just a man doing his job. Seems like a nice guy. Seems like a really nice guy. But Sheriff John Brown always hated me. God damn. FTP, ACAB. OPP. <laughs> yeah, you know you me. down with OPP? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You down with TPP? Uh, I don't really know enough about it, you know? You down with ICP? Uh, I yes. Am, I'm gonna I, say yes. I can't say. I can't say I am, to be honest. I like their enthusiasm and their zest for life <laughs> and their uh, close-knit community. So keep it rocking, guys. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, as we say. Do we have more to say about this article, or should we talk about the beer bracket? Let's talk about my uh, my glorious victory at the beer bracket. Oh, okay, fine. Sorry, if you wanted to say something else, you can. No, I don't. Talk about your glorious victory, Zach. <laughs> All right, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, somebody won the beer bracket, and it's two thumbs, and it's me. <laughs> so we had a beer bracket it was basically like everyone bring a six pack and we'll put 16 beers on the board and go through it march madness style and as soon as i saw what zach had brought i was like oh so that one's gonna win and that takes away all the suspense but whatever and i was correct because i'm great it was victory golden monkey oh yeah of course yeah that's a great beer that's it's so good it's my favorite beer it's I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I, it's definitely in my top ten. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a great beer. And it almost lost a couple of rounds of voting because of intense collusion. Like, <laughs> there was a group of people talking about, like, they were like, hold on, which is the one Zach brought again? Because we have to make sure that we vote for the other one. And I was like, I'm standing right here, you guys. Uh, that, uh, that seems a little crooked. So here's the thing, and it, it was funny, but, like, I'm super competitive. To where, like, when I was going to this event, I sat at Steve's, and I was I was just, like, languishing over what beer I should bring to this function. Because I didn't want to bring my favorite beer, because if it loses, I would take it as a personal slight and be in a shitty mood for probably the rest of the week. But then I was like, alright, well, I want to bring the beer that I think is going to win then. But then I sat there, and I looked at this wall of beer, and I didn't know who was coming, and I don't know what they like. And I was like, well, it's impossible to guess what's going to win. And so I just gave up, and I was like, you know what, fine, I'll just bring my favorite beer, and we'll see what happens. And so all of my friends tried to vote against it, because they knew it would absolutely bug the shit out of me, which I commend them for, because they were 100% right. <laughs> and in spite of, like, six people out of, I don't know, probably the 14, 15, who would be voting, yeah. uh, it still passed through those rounds. It's a good beer, man. But I was surprised, because, like, you know, like some people just don't kind of like, like, that style of Belgian, like, they don't like the taste, so I was like... This could easily lose if this just wasn't what people are expecting. If there was a more mild beer, maybe against it. I mean, I, th I think that style comes into play big time. And that's why we tried to have different divisions. So it would, it would at least start as closer to apples to apples type comparisons. Just because I can see if you get, if there's IPAs spread throughout the board and you get a room full of hop heads together, now the final four is all IPAs and that's boring. So it was, it was nice to be able to, our divisions were fruity beers, light beers, IPAs, and dark beers. All right. To kind of spread it a little bit. And the finalist that Golden Monkey took down was one of the Ginsburg family offerings. And take a guess as to the style, and your hint is, it's the one you least expect. Uh, Goza. Correct. Yes. Boulevard Tequila Lime Goza, which honestly is pretty good. I voted for it in every round other than the finals because I thought That's it was pretty tasty. It was crazy. I couldn't believe that it was better than the beers it was against. Every single round, I was like, there's no way I'm going to like this. And I was like, yep, it's better than the other one. It was insane. Boulevard Boulevard makes some really great beers. Uh, what is Seven Tank or something like that is just excellent. They make some really good stuff. I've had a couple of their uh, Smokestack series on the show before. 
So that was, that was pretty much the extent of the event. I think we made our friend Yopst upset. I didn't mean to, but I paired his offering against Gold Monkey in the, in the first round. He's German, and he has very German beer tastes. And brought so he a, brought a lager. He brought a German lager that tasted like weed. And the votes were him and the people fucking with Zach. And I was like, ah, oh, Yopst, you tried your best. You're a good guy. Take that, Yopst. America wins again. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did you win anything other than extreme pride, Zach? No, and, and many friendships. I met s- some girl that Noah brought to this thing. She so, seemed cool. She seemed really cool. She was really nice, but I, I guarantee I'll never see her again. Yeah, uh, typical. That's, that's how Noah rolls. I, I, did, I think it was at your house last time this happened where Noah brought some random girl, and I was like, I'm not learning her name. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I said out loud like I wasn't going to bother learning her name because Noah had done this like three or four weekends in a row where he just brought some <laughs> random girl to the stand yeah. and she was never seen or heard from again. Every time he comes to trivia night, he brings a girl and it's never the same girl and you never see her again. Like, well, this isn't going to work out, so it's been cool. He gave Mike's uh, date at one trivia night, like a, a back massage one time. Like happened. It was the same night, I think. Noah was there with some other girl and Mike was there with this girl and I look over at Noah's giving her back massage and I was like, well, this has gone out of my hands. Like, <laughs> I will say, Noah gives the best back massages in the entire world. That guy has magic fingers. I don't know what it is. Like, straight up, he gave me a back massage, like, my toes were curling. I was like, oh, I don't know. Well, he's a student of the human body. He is. A, he studies the human body a ton. He's, he knows his way around the male body, for sure. He's a registered yoga instructor. Like, you have to, like, get licensed in that. Noah is the guy that, like, the protagonist in a relationship comedy fights at, like, the mid part to, like, win back <laughs> his wife's honor. Like, 100%. Yeah, I can see Noah being like, you gotta bend like this, and just, like... Climbing his way over somebody's wife, and and in the in the first act, she's like, "Hey, you don't have to be so jealous. We're just friends." And in the second act, you're like, "Oh, you're gonna have to maybe fight this guy." You're gonna have to fight this guy. Yeah, Noah's the best. He's a king. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he brought this girl. She was really cool. But I met her. I talked to uh, this girl that I work with that's friends with Emily, and she's pretty quiet, so we don't usually talk a ton. But like, God, I, I get along with her pretty well, so it's good hanging out with her socially and her. Uh, Long-term boyfriend's really cool. He's a nice guy. Bunch of randos hung out with. Uh, well, I met Liz's brother and Alan's sister. Liz's brother is the bomb. I, I mean, he's very fertile. We all know this about Liz's brother. We do? No, he's got a kid. No! <laughs> yeah. That man is a father? <laughs> Can you believe it? It's not through responsibility, that's for sure. But super good dude. Uh, really fun. Surprise, he's related to Liz. Like, I don't know what their household's like. No similarities. Not None whatsoever. They don't look alike. He's not, like, overly nice and considerate. He was nice. He's a good dude. But he wasn't Liz nice. No one is. That was good. Alan's sister looks like Alan. With boobs. Yeah. So hot. She, at one point she was telling a story, and she told Alan to plug his ears, and then she described a blowjob that she gave, and I was oh, like, damn. and I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. She does start about breaking somebody's dick. Oh. Yes, she did do that. She broke somebody's dick. Why guess he broke it, like, against her? Uh, oh, it's a team effort. It was a team effort to break that dick, and they went to a children's hospital. They closed this hospital. It was a children's hospital, and he walked in. There's a guy, I think, my dick's broken. They're like, you gotta leave. <laughs> you can't be here with your fucked up peen, dude. Is this, is this like a hidden camera show where you yell about <laughs> broken dicks? Oh, my God. It was fucking awesome. What a good night. I had also taken acid yesterday before I came to this thing. So, like, several hours beforehand. Probably, like, five hours beforehand. So, I was, like, mostly okay. But, like, I almost canceled. It was, like, 2.30. I was, like, there's literally zero chance I'm going to be able to be coherent at this beer thing. 
Luckily, I, I bounced back. I took a shower. I bounced back. I like simmered down a little bit. But I was really worried for a second. I was just like, the entire world is bending around me. Well, I'm glad you made it. Otherwise, I would have to announce the winner of the beer bracket, the Tequila Lime Goza. Doesn't hey, feel yeah. good to me. It was crazy. It was. It was all right. Yeah, I would. I would buy that again, which is something I never thought I would say about a Goza. We did have a. T- we had an IPA round where like literally the beers were indistinguishable. Like. I basically flipped a coin in my head as to which, like, you, you, I had one, then the other. I was like, yep, that's the exact same liquid. There's it, was, like, it was Hop Slam and something else. I forget. Oh, I almost had Hop Slam today. I like Hop Slam. It was good. It tastes like that other beer. It tastes like that other beer a ton. Like, carbonation was the same. The color was the same. Like, the like it's bitterness. The same like, hop profile. Exactly the same. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your victory, Zach. Thank you. What can I say? I have great taste. <laughs> Hey, you're doing this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, let's end this podcast. Okay. Okay. Sam. Wait, should uh, we rate you... our beers first, you think? Or you want to just sign off? Bye. I mean, I just said, Sam, why don't you rate yours first? But, uh... <laughs> So, I had Odd Sides Brewing Falcon Punch. It had sort of the dank, a little bit of an earthy hot profile. Finished kind of bright, like a bright fruitiness. Very clean. I... I don't know. I've been I've been throwing a, around a lot of high rankings lately, and I kind of feel bad for this beer because sometimes I'll have a series where I drink a bunch of weird shit that sucks, and then I have a beer that's normal and good, and I give it a high rating. But this is the opposite. I've had a bunch of weird shit that worked, and this is kind of a you know a bunt that works. So I'm gonna give it a four point eight. Ooh, perfectly fine. But uh, there's just not not a whole lot to recommend here. If you, you know, if you want an IPA, there are thousands of options that are better and thousands of options that are worse. So, like, fucking whatever. If you really, if like, if you want it because it's called Falcon Punch and it's an obvious Smash reference, then, like, yeah, sure. If you want it, whatever. I don't care. Okay. Sweet. I had Miss Billion River Brewing's Pineapple Express milkshake-style IPA, 7.5% ABV. Uh, it definitely tasted like pineapple, so that's good. I... I think what the, the thing that was throwing me off was not actually a taste, but was the mouthfeel. I think is, maybe, your mouth was filled with smoke. Excuse me? It's full of cotton. Cotton! It was full of big dicks. <laughs> okay. No, uh, it just, it felt a lot smoother than I'm used to an IPA feeling. Maybe, I, I hypothesized that they put some sort of lactose something in here. And so maybe that shape. gave it like a creaminess that I wasn't expecting. It starts off, uh, the front end is a lot of pineapple, uh, the middle is uh, some sharp hot bitterness, the end is a little bit of resin. Overall, it's pretty decent, although the mouthfeel weirded me out a little. I'll give it a 5.7, and I don't really know who to recommend this to, honestly. Like, is your favorite style a milk stout, but you want something for the summer? Try this beer, I guess. Do you think that the idea of... I? A milkshake IPA, I don't know, like, we talked about hazy IPAs, like, this newly established style. Do you think mm-hmm. we're going to have be, we're gonna be having this conversation again in a year about milkshake IPAs, which is, like, it's like a regular IPA, but it's much smoother, as opposed to being crisp? It's a possibility. I mean, I'm not going to write it off. For me, I didn't particularly find it a home run. So, like, if I was in charge of beer, this would not be the trend that I invested in. 
but nobody cares what I have to say, so who knows? Maybe what? people will love milkshake style. If you were in charge of beer, there would be two beers at the store, and it would be Belgian and We Heavy, and those would be I, your only two choices. Yeah, you're pretty much right. <laughs> and they would both be free, because you're in charge of beer. I'm in charge of the beer, yeah. And capitalism is the devil. <laughs> so yeah, 5.7. Check it out if you like lactose uh, mouthfeel. Zach, what do you have? So I had Strumpet Imperial Cherry Stout uh, by the Dead Bird Brewing. It's run by a bunch of cats. Um, <laughs> I get it. So I will now say that... that, that dead um, Bird, is it a raven or a crow? It looks like a, um, like a robin, actually. I would have said oh. pigeon. Ew, I would have no, said jackdaw. Come on, look, look at it. Just look at it with your eyes, and don't say something so silly. I don't know things about birds. It's not very detailed in this illustration. It's literally just like a pencil scratch drawing. There's no way to tell what bird it is. Um, uh, one, you should get a falcon punch while you can for that company to shut down with the lawsuit they're about to get, uh, even if you're remotely intrigued. Two, my favorite webcomic I've ever seen is uh, Luigi talking to his mom, and it's just her saying, I love you, Green Mario. He just, sorry, Green Mario. He just cries, and it's <laughs> the fucking best thing in the whole world. Uh, man, I love Luigi, but man, fuck you. I actually like Waluigi the best, I think, of all of them. Even, wow. though, even though he was only created for Mario Tennis so that Wario could have a partner. I swear we talked about this last time. I talk about Waluigi literally every day. <laughs> um, I guarantee I've said this nine times in the podcast before. So my thoughts about Strumpet. So to quote um, a reviewer that I know on Untapped, uh, that's my mom calling. Intriguing, doesn't shy away from robust flavor. Nice cherry, malt, and a little chocolate. An ass kicker in a good way. Uh, 4.5 out of 5 from Mr. Sam Ginsberg on April 8th of 2017. I was, I was going to ask, who left that review? It sounds concise and yet informative. <laughs> so my opinion is a little different than uh, a year ago, Sam. Maybe a little bit more jaded, a little older, a little bit more worn down. I don't know. Like... I go through, I, my rating is completely unfair consistently week to week. Like I, so one, I guarantee I brought the same beer in here twice and I gave it wildly different ratings just being like my mood, the weather, like I'm totally mercurial about this sort of thing. So take that with a grain of salt, but I will say one for 10%, like this is fine. If you want a 10% Imperial Stout, like this is one of them and it's, it doesn't taste super boozy. Like it's relatively smooth. I would say just as much so as any other like Imperial Stout I've had, but like it's a little bit more bitter than I, I prefer. Um, and I don't think, like, what I wanted out of, like, a cherry imperial stout was, like, a sort of, like, a chocolatey cherry kind of, like, nice, dark, sort of complex flavor. And I thought it was maybe a bit muddled um, and bitter. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked out cherry, which there's a little tartness there, but I wouldn't have picked it out as cherry if it wasn't on the label. So I'd say probably, like, a, like a 6.2 out of 10. Like, I didn't love it, but, like, it's still pretty good. And for 10%, um, it's nice. And I did do the math on the limited release. And so they do 20 pounds of cherries per barrel, so they do 10 barrels at a time. Um, I looked that up. It was on untapped. Mm. So if you like Imperial Stouts and you're tougher than I am, you like bitter things, even though I will say the word bitter only describes negative experiences, like emotionally bitter things, like the word bitter is, it has a completely negative connotation, and that's, that's how I feel. But if you're, you know, a monster and you like bitter things, you drink your coffee black, like you might really, really like this. I don't know. I drink my coffee black and I love IPAs. Blech. I like... I like IPAs at fine most of the time, but I would rather just drink the French vanilla coffee creamer than the coffee itself. If you could put caffeine in French vanilla coffee creamer, I would just drink that. It's like melted vanilla ice cream, caffeine powder. Like, that's my shit. So, yeah, like, like low sixes. That's sort of how I'm feeling. That's what I got. Best beer of the week, though, clearly. Apparently everybody else 
didn't like what was happening. That's the way it goes sometimes on the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. Sam, any idea what you're drinking next week? So, in preparation for the beer bracket, we weren't sure how many people were going to come, so we brought a bunch of beers that didn't actually get on the bracket. So I'll probably have one of those. I have a Saison that I'm saving for the next time Mary comes on, <laughs> uh, which I think will be interesting. I might drink a, uh, an IPA called Risk. Ooh. There, it has Playing a, it safe there, huh? So there's Risk IPA, and the same brewery has Reward Double IPA, uh, which I think okay. is interesting. But we didn't buy that one. So uh, probably Risk, but remains to be seen. Sure. Okay. So there's about a 50-50 chance that that's what Sam will be drinking next week, viewers, or listeners, I should say, if you feel like seeking it out. Zach, thank you for coming on the podcast. Always lovely to have you here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me talk about punching kids. Yeah, man. No problem. Your only true passion. <laughs> God, so much. We just like when our guest hosts are animated about something, you know? I wouldn't know. Are people not like that? Sometimes Liz is on here. She's pretty animated about everything. You know who loves punching kids? Liz. <laughs> Punching, punch, punching kids with friendship. Got him. That was worth I it. sure did. Take that, Liz, you kid puncher. <laughs> you monster. Well, ending on a high note here. Uh, <laughs> if, if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us at Bruce Day Tuesday. You can comment our links at BruceTuesday.com or you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. Don't let the best keep you down. We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hashtag Bush. Bye, that was from Disappear, catch all your tears Drink the remedy, forget about your problems Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts Drink the remedy, forget about your problems This one's on me, fix you for free Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need And take your medicine